This is Forum. I'm John Michaels, Public Affairs Radio Director. Since 1977, we'll be talking about city councilors. Uh, I think there's 13 candidates total with mayor and councilors, and so we're just doing the councilors at large. There's five of you. That way we can get to the issues and answers from your perspective, I think, and be fair to all of you at large. With us right now, we have Rich McCorris. Rich yes. McCorris. I, I guess I don't know too much about you. I'm, I'm on purpose just being very naive with all the candidates. What is, what is your introduction, I guess, as to who are you? Oh, thanks for having me, John. Rich McCorris, uh, for the last 10 to 15 years, I've been involved in Sioux Falls as a pastor, a nonprofit administrator, and also involved in a variety of community initiatives. I've uh, helped with the Empower Campus, which is on the old South Dakota School for the Deaf site. I've been involved with Compassion Child Care. I've also been a volunteer a law enforcement chaplain since 2010. Uh, my wife is a teacher here in Sioux Falls, and we have three children, ages 10, 7, and 5. What schools do they go to? Our children go to Eugene Field, and then we have mm-hmm. one left in daycare still. Well, Rich, you mentioned the old deaf school. I, I see a kind of plan for all of that out there. Uh, that's actually the Children's Inn is currently being built on site there, and Children's Inn will move from their current location over there. Unfortunately, children, the need is growing, and so Children Inn has to increase in size, and so they'll be located right next to the campus there. It's been a long time since I, I remember as a kid it being at Cliff and 10th Street, where the Lewis Drugstore is right now. When you get right down to it, really all we're ever doing is, is for the children, when you get right down to it. Rich, uh, City Council in Sioux Falls, there's going to be a, a mayor's race, there will be other districts, and, and some people might say, well, okay, why is Councilor at Large A and then there's Councilor at Large B? Maybe you can explain that. Yeah, there's uh, five districts in Sioux Falls and then three at-large positions. Two of those at-large positions are on the ballot uh, this time. There's an at-large A with three candidates and then at-large B with myself and Pam Cole. And so really it's a way to kind of provide opportunity for the city as a whole. You're representing the whole community. Well, that's why we're doing the city council at large. You represent the whole community where some of the others are just a certain district, which uh, districts get changed every once in a while, don't they? Yeah, every time there's a census. Why are you running for city council? Great question. (laughs) Uh, You know, I love Sioux Falls. I believe Sioux Falls is in a really unique place where we're growing exponentially, you could say. But at the same time, I believe I have a perspective that's needed in regards to how do we renew our core neighborhoods. As Sioux Falls is growing, there's also core neighborhoods. I believe we've got what I describe as a donut happening. Our downtown is awesome and it's flourishing. Our suburban areas are growing, but we've got some core neighborhoods such as Terry Redland, Whittier, Laura B. Anderson. We've got some struggling families in those neighborhoods, also starting to see some properties that are maybe being uh, dilapidated. And so how do we renew those core neighborhoods? I think I bring a perspective that can help us grow, but also renew the neighborhoods at the same time. Pettigrew Heights has had a lot of crime in that area too. There's many expensive lofts downtown now. Uh, one, just the rent went up $900 a year on one at the Survivors Building because it's a new owner and they're renovating. But they walk their dogs at night and not very far away. Um, there's gunshots, stabbings, girlfriends, mad at their, their boyfriends or whichever. Is the crime rate uh, something more of a concern now than before? Or is it just because we have more people? I think that definitely with our growth, that it probably feels and appears as though it's higher. Uh, there's definitely a concern in two areas. One is our drug situation. Uh, fentanyl, uh, meth is definitely spiking. We're also seeing a little more crime uh, with weapons involved. So maybe where there was a drug situation 10 years ago, the individual also didn't have a weapon. Now they have a weapon. Uh, one thing that's very concerning to me is the amount of weapons we're seeing stolen out of cars. 
Uh, it seems really simple, but who knows what that can lead to. We've definitely got some issues there, whereas a community, we need to recognize that we're, we're growing and we need to handle ourselves and our homes a little different than previously. I think 7,000 people moved into Sioux Falls last year. It's amazing. 7,000. That used to be the size of Brookings, I think, a few years back. You know, and, you know, I drove north the other day, and I couldn't believe the construction that you see even on the interstate going north. Uh, and it's all directions. And I always felt that, you know, I, I used, I've been doing the program since 77, and way back then I said, we should put a, a somewhat of a transit area around Sioux Falls before they build everything, and there's no land, you know, because... In my opinion, it'd be great to be able to work uh, in Sioux Falls and just take a train to Beersford or, or Baltic or Del Rapids and wouldn't have to worry about the weather. But uh, we gave away all of those tracks and right-of-ways. Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm kind of saying, well, here we are. We got, uh, I, I don't know how many apartments being built right now. It's it, everywhere. It's record numbers, mm-hmm. uh, and it's probably not going to slow down in the near future as employers still continue to come. And really, it's a matter of where infrastructure gets put, that they have the capacity and the ability. Well, one thing I've seen in my experience, I'm 75, is you'll see all of a sudden a church in a cornfield. And then you'll see uh, uh, a fire station. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, there's all these houses being built. But churches seem to know where to go, don't they? Yeah, usually you go where there's a neighborhood of people coming, and then Mm -hmm. everything follows that neighborhood, that population growth, retail, uh, etc. Well, we're talking to which. Of course, uh, council at large for the city of Sioux Falls, I think it was April, it's a Tuesday, right? April 12th is April election 12th, day. Yeah. Yep, voting can start on March 28th. Uh, to get out and vote. Usually these don't have a whole large turnout, and that determines really uh, a lot of the city council for, for some time yet. Uh, Rich, the uh, uh, fact that you're a pastor, tell us about what you do uh, at the other times you're not running for candidate. <laughs> I'm a part-time pastor. I preach on the weekends at a church here in Sioux Falls, and then I've also uh, involved in administrating some different nonprofit activity. So I've been involved in a variety of community things over the years, nonprofit housing, child care, et cetera. Nonprofit housing. Um, Tell me about that, because I always get to the fact that rent is becoming unaffordable for the guy that wakes $15 an hour, you take that times 40, and then 30% is what they're supposed to spend on uh, on uh, housing. Uh, we're long past that now. Yeah, some would call it the number one issue that housing, Sioux Falls, excuse me, has right now, is housing, specifically affordability. But affordability is really at all ranges. It's not just for the individual that's making $12 an hour or 15 It's for the individual that's also a first-time teacher, Uh, We've got affordability challenges at all income levels right now. And so from my perspective, one of the things we have to do is when the city makes public investment using public dollars, we need to make sure that those public dollars are targeted. So for example, right now, I think we've got a real shortage of first-time homebuyer options. And so if we're going to use public dollars, I want to see those public dollars make sure that they're helping build first-time housing opportunities, whether that be townhomes, homes, et cetera. So I think targeted investment is going to be needed to help with some affordability issues. A couple of days ago from a realtor friend of mine, uh, he said, you know, it's great to, it's a seller's, you know, position now, but he says, I can't, people say, well, I want to, you know, buy a house. There's no houses just for them to go to. Uh, They're all pretty much spoken for. And I guess that's a good thing to have for the sellers anyway. But uh, Sioux Falls is growing, and I think there's, they're setting out kind of a future plan, aren't they? They're drawing up, uh, and that's something that the council will be part of. 
but uh, yeah, that, that's uh, affordable housing. They say we have affordable housing, but their definition of it is different than the guy that works for twelve, fifteen dollars an hour. Yeah, when I'm talking about affordable housing, mm-hmm. I think sometimes the term can be overused a little bit here. Here's what I mean by affordable housing. An individual is not putting more than 30% mm-hmm. of their income towards housing. And what most people don't realize, to build affordable housing, you've got to have 25% of the that project and equity up front to make it affordable. And so there's got to be some unique ways where equity is built in a project that allows that project to then be affordable. One of my concerns is, is that sometimes when we talk about affordable housing and other housing, when we make a public investment, I want to make sure that we make the public investment on the front end and it doesn't need ongoing subsidization. Sometimes we do both. We subsidize the building of it and then we subsidize the operating of it. I think we need to do a better job of building proformas and models where we subsidize either the operating of it or the building of it. I always say too, you know, it's the little guy that has to pay the extra taxes for now. The, the more traffic, uh, the more water usage, the uh, uh, other things that, uh, you know, like uh, this warehouse being built uh, on the north end of town for Amazon, that's going to be 1,500 jobs. But it's also 1,500 more cars. It's uh, 1,500 more people wanting apartments, which the rent's going to go up again. Uh, some of them may have to live in Baltic or, da- or Dow Rapids or uh, uh, Hartford or something like that. Um, and, well, good. We've got, I can get uh, fresh fruit from a warehouse uh, delivered the same day. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, like I say, it's, it's, I ask this of all candidates for the last, I don't know how many terms, who's really in control with this strong mayor, uh, council that we have, who's really in control of what happens to Sioux Falls? Is it the developers or is it the taxpayer? It's a great, great question. I'm sure you get a different answer depending on who you ask. Um, I believe one thing where we're struggling on this is getting more public engagement across the across the board. And so sometimes it probably appears as though the developers are in control because they're really dictating where some of the housing can go and what's being made. Uh, I think more public engagement is helpful across the board. But one of the things we're seeing is distrust in government is everywhere. People distrust Washington, D.C. They distrust Pierre. They distrust Sioux Falls. And so we got to do a better job of building back trust. I will say this about the Sioux Falls community. I think we've got a great business community uh, that does desire to have healthy growth. Yet at times, uh, sometimes we maybe don't think through issues completely of what the outcomes might be by just by just going full speed ahead. Talking to Rich McCorris, a candidate for at-large counselor in the city of Sioux Falls. I guess what, you know, in the next, it's what, a four-year term? Four-year term, yes. What would you want to accomplish in that four years that you would say, okay, this is something I want to put my mark on or be remembered for? I would love to put my mark on what's some of the challenges on 8th Street we have right now, moving right out of downtown into Whittier uh, neighborhood. Downtown is just going huge right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we're going to have some challenges as downtown continues to expand. Um, we've got a growing homeless population. Um, people have seen it with the panhandling signs around town. Now we didn't have that before. Um, so there's some safety concerns. And so I would love to have an opportunity to help us develop a plan and a strategy for how do we not just move the problem, but really how do we create opportunity that brings transformation to people and also a safe area and a safe way for downtown to grow. Well, part of the homeless situation is mental health. Absolutely. And the bear is building a very big facility out there which is going to be good but that brings more mental health 
people to Sioux Falls. Um, that's, it's, it's really hard to answer. We've got people building tiny homes, uh, but they got to get land. The land is so expensive. Uh, like I say, there's veterans that are homeless by choice. And so it's a really hard question. Uh, one thing we have, I talked to a flight attendant down in Vegas once when I, I was coming back from a convention. And I said, well, there's a lot of homeless living under the bridges and stuff. She says, yeah, they all come down uh, from the north when it's cold out. <laughs> so, but we still have, uh, every, I don't think we did this last winter, but almost every winter somebody dies, you know, just sitting under the bridge uh, in, in, the, in the snow, uh, whether by choice or, or not. But uh, uh, a lot of people that say there's, a, there's a, a problem there, but it's not an easy answer. No, there's not one specific solution. I've tried to identify a couple of specific things that we could do that would help. I think one of those things is that's going to be new for Sioux Falls. I think we have to develop something I call street teams. Mm-hmm. Um, probably a two-year pilot project. Don't put it in permanent, but just try. We have our we ask our law enforcement officers to solve all of our problems, and I think that puts extra stress on the law enforcement. And so I'd like to see us take a proactive approach of approaching some of these individuals. We've got some great services and uh, systems of care in our community. We need to do a little better job of helping people enter those systems of care and then manage them through the system of care. A lot of people don't know, maybe because they haven't had to use the service, but the Sioux Falls Police Department now has trained mental health officers. And if you call because somebody's, uh, you know, doing something crazy, uh, tell them that uh, I need a mental health officer to come out and help with this. Uh, the Sioux Falls Police Department, I, I'd say, is, is a good, uh, good model for other cities. We shouldn't be copying other cities. I think they should be copying us. I can't speak highly enough of our police department and uh, they not just law and order, but the compassion that they bring and their ability to identify an issue and the appropriate response to that issue. Talking to Rich McCorris, candidate at large, coming up August 12th. Uh, you can vote, in fact, before that. April 12th. April, April 12th, 12th. Yeah, yeah, April 12th. I can't read my own writing. <laughs> but, uh, Rich, the... Uh, uh, on your website, uh, on your other information, what does it say? Yeah, a couple of things. One is I am really passionate about uh, renewing the core neighborhoods. And so I think one of the things the city's got to do, they did a great job of providing this opportunity for down payment assistance to first responders, law enforcement officers, firefighters, to get some uh, those individuals moving into our core neighborhoods. I think we got to look at expanding that program to get some more home ownership in there and then also target some specific properties in our core neighborhoods where we uh, either do some single family homes, town homes, et cetera, that really, again, builds up home ownership, uh, partnership in the neighborhood that will strengthen those schools, which will then will make it more accessible for other people moving into those neighborhoods. If they had a chance to buy it last year, I bet they're kicking themselves because lumber, uh, cost of uh, uh, other expenses, uh, the supply chain, houses are going through the roof, if you can say that. Um, it's not as easy to get a house. I have the GI Bill, which helped with the down payment and that type of thing. Back in 1973, I bought a house near Sioux Falls College for 13000 Now it's almost a quarter million dollars, isn't it? Yeah, it's changed dramatically. And so affordability is a big issue. We've got to make sure that we don't gentrify specific neighborhoods. Gentrify is a good word. We provide opportunity for everyone in those areas. It's best for our city over the long haul. What about seniors? 
I'm sure some of the seniors are, are feeling the bite, especially at the grocery store right now. Yeah, the city council, I believe, just recently passed uh, a property tax option for seniors under a certain income level. I think what we have to do next there is we have to look at those income guidelines and say, do we need to expand those out further? And then also look at, okay, what does this do to our revenue? What opportunities? Because we want seniors staying in their home as long as they can. You know, that's important for their mental health and emotional health, that they have that independence. And so what can we do as a community to make sure we're making it affordable for them as property values are going up? That means you're going to be paying more in property taxes. And so we've got to look at it very closely of how we make sure that seniors and those on a fixed income are able to remain homeowners. It seems like you, you can't travel too far, but all of a sudden you're in Brandon District or Harrisburg District. Uh, there's one Harrisburg School, I think. is Multiple Harrisburg Schools in Sioux Falls in City Sioux Limits. In Sioux Falls, yeah. And T, and even Hartford. Uh, uh, we we got suburbs. Yes. Are we uh, looking at transportation, public transportation uh, changes? Uh, number one on public transportation is I think what most people don't realize is it's highly subsidized. I believe the total cost for our transportation is somewhere around $12.5 million. Don't quote me on that exact number. But um, but we only bring in maybe, I don't know what the number is, 600000 last year in revenue. And so one of the things I think we got to consider is we need more ridership on our public transportation system. So do we have an employment pass? If you're gainfully, fully employed, we want to encourage that employment. And so what can we do to get you to participate more in the public transit system? And do we provide an employment pass where you don't pay, you can you can ride for free because that revenue is not covering the cost to begin with. Well, like I say, it's a long ways from the Avera uh, Mental Health Building, the building to the Avera downtown. But if you look at the bus routes and you kind of know what you're doing, you can get around town pretty good. Uh, one thing I, I have to congratulate or thank the former city council that uh, passed a resolution that uh, they didn't have to, but they now allow veterans to ride free, and they can get to directly to the front door of the VA hospital, uh, and that's something nobody had to do, but they did. So I think that a lot of veterans see that as a real thank you, and they didn't didn't uh, uh, it kind of came as a surprise. Uh, I think the other veterans issue that should always be highlighted is the Veterans Community Project mm -hmm. that's underway right now uh, with the tiny home project that they're working on. I think that's a great example of Sioux Falls, different entities coming together. And I'm really hopeful that we're going to see some good um, healing out of that community and veterans have an opportunity to take steps towards uh, self-sustainability. Well, here's another thought uh, for people, even in our audience, to uh, tuck away in the back of their brain or whichever is to name some of the new streets because we're getting so many new districts. Name some of the new streets for the uh, uh, veterans who lost their lives in golf and, and recent wars. Uh, it gives some purpose to the, the name of the street, and plus you'd have a whole lot of veterans groups supporting the grand opening, <laughs> whichever. Um, sounds like you need to run for council, John. That's a great idea. No, I uh, I, I like going home and watching TV. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm boring, but the Rich McCorris, the, uh, uh, what do people want? What do you want people to, when you shake hands with them, what do you, what do you want people to think of you? Yeah, I've been telling people my focus is really on trying to provide them safety, affordability, and opportunity. I think every person in the city wants those things. They want to have a safe city, which I think comes down to a strong law enforcement. I bring a really unique perspective of having served as a volunteer chaplain for 10 years. I've seen what our law enforcement go through. And so I'm going to be a big, strong supporter of our law enforcement. But then at the exact same time, I really want to emphasize that we need to build community here across our city. 
And so we got a great bike trail system, for example. Mm. We need to make sure we got parks available in all the different places to try to build that community in our neighborhoods and so forth. We have a very strong uh, church uh, organization quite often. Uh, if there's a need, the churches are there first. Uh, I mean, if you just look at Sioux Falls business community, faith community, nonprofit community, all very active, mm-hmm. all have done a really strong job of trying to respond to needs. I think one of the things as we grow more, we got to do a better job of collaboration, working together uh, as we get as we get larger. I can remember, and it's been a few years back, but uh, for human trafficking, a bunch of churches got together and actually had a safe house that they could take a person to get away from their, their pimp. Um, the churches were doing it on their own. Yeah, now we got an organization called Call to Freedom here in mm-hmm. town. They just they just finished construction and opened up the new uh, new place that they have there for victims and really an opportunity for them to step into freedom. I always said that Sioux Falls with the churches because uh, they they see the, the the cause and and problems firsthand. Is that we have a support group for about everything in Sioux Falls uh, if you look for it, except and here's another idea for you: we need a support group for people who lose their pets. Um, that's very traumatic for people. They don't realize when they get that pet how much uh, it's going to affect them when they have to put it down or it dies. Uh, we need a support group for that. So I'm, somebody in our audience, maybe they can pick up on that. But uh, Rich McCourse, uh, for at large in Sioux Falls, um, what have people been saying when you shake hands and, and talk to people? Oh, you know, the number one thing that I'm hearing right now, and it's partly just what's going on, is people are concerned about gas, groceries, and property taxes. Mm-hmm. And I think as I'm talking to people, what I'm hearing from people is they want to see elected officials, whether that be in Washington, D.C., Pierre, Sioux Falls, that really understand that. And so they want to see elected officials that say, you know what, we're constantly watching our spending. We're constantly watching how we can make sure we're using the best investment possible for public dollars. But sometimes I think there can be a disconnect between what's going on with the public and sometimes what's going on in Pierre, Washington, D.C., et cetera. But I think locally we've got a real opportunity to continue to respond to needs. But people are definitely concerned right now about affordability and their personal budgets. Faith Temple, who has the food giveaway every Friday, I think it used to be maybe 400 cars would line up. Now it's 1,400, and that's going to certainly grow um, because uh, a gallon of distilled water, I I use that for my coffee pot, uh, it went from 99 cents to $1.39. Uh, it's not 7% inflation. I'm sorry, that's 40%. <laughs> and that's, that's just, you know, everybody, you're smiling, I know. Uh, but that's H2O. Well, the shipping, it's heavy. Um, that's going to affect, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Uh, hopefully we don't get back to the old uh, depression times. Uh, but Sioux Falls, I think. Sioux with Falls, all this- one of the things about Sioux Falls I think that's been really unique is I got to speak highly of our past leaders mm-hmm. that helped diversify our economy a little bit, where it's not a hundred percent dependent on one industry. I think that's been really helpful, and something that we want to do moving forward is constantly make sure we're inviting new industries in and making sure we're not just dependent upon, for example, healthcare or banking, but we've got other opportunities. It used to be morels. Um, if, if morels had a strike, that affected the city tremendously. The, I can remember the Greater Sioux Falls sending out videotapes <laughs> to all the companies. Uh, and now we got uh, probably, like you say, the health and uh, uh, as, is probably the hospitals. I, I think uh, if you added up everything from Avera, from uh, Sanford, and uh, say uh, Lifescape and, and those kind of agencies, it's a tremendous amount of property in Sioux Falls. That they, uh, I think Lifescape has 40 properties. 
you see Hebrew and Sanford everywhere you go. Um, that uh, right now is, is a result uh, of what Greater Sioux Falls did probably 30, 40 years ago. Anyway, uh, Rich McCorris, uh, I, I guess Sioux Falls right now, uh, what do you want it to be four years from now? Forty uh, or four? Four. Four years from now. I'd like us to continue the uh, strong growth but in a healthy way. And so I think what that means is, is maintaining safety and security, uh, maintaining affordability, and really providing opportunity. I think all of us want our kids and our grandkids to be able to say, we got the best education here, and there's job opportunities here, and we want our families to stay here as well. So in four years specifically, I'd love for people to say, wow, we've seen some lives transformed coming out of downtown along 8th Street downtown. It's continued to grow. Also in four years, I'd love for people to say, wow, we've had a lot of good public engagement with our elected officials, is that they are respondent, they engaged. We may not always agree, but we communicated with one another. John, one of my biggest concerns is the state of our democracy overall, is that we yeah. do not do a very good job disagreeing with one another. So I've really been emphasizing with people is that we're not going to agree on all of the issues, but I'm definitely willing to communicate my perspective and listen to your perspective. So I think it starts local. Some of the city council members have said that uh, the city council doesn't like it when you ask questions. They, they want things to go through and they just sign it here and, and uh, on it goes. Uh, but really what you're saying is more transparency and, and more access, I guess, to if there's a certain project or whichever. Uh, what would your access be? Great question. I've really given a couple of specific ideas. I think uh, Mayor Huther did a really nice job with what's called the listening and learning sessions. I'd like to see three counselors each month take the listening and learning session, go to a different place, be available publicly, and then also broadcast live. Again, it gives the op public an opportunity in a public setting to ask questions and respond. So just rotating that, I think, will give the public uh, better access and an opportunity. That's just one idea. Another idea is saying, you know, once a month, we're going to have a longer council meeting just specifically for public engagement. And I'd love to hear other counselors' ideas of what the rules of that would be, because obviously it can't just be an open do whatever. So I think there's ways to improve our public engagement. I don't think the issue is um, time at the actual meeting. I think the issue is engaging the public outside of the meetings, before the issues, and around the issues. Rich McCorris, uh, for candidate for at-large uh, council. What what did you think when you moved the public input to the very last thing? I was not opposed to that, and that's pretty much I've been on public record. Again, mm. because I don't think the issue is if public input's at the beginning, middle, or end. I think the issue is, does the public feel like they're being heard? And if the public feels like they're being heard, I think it lowers the temperature in the room and allows for better interaction. And so I don't want to put emphasis on when public input is at the meeting. I want to put emphasis on let's create other avenues for engagement and discussion. Well, you just, how long ago did you decide that you want to run for election? How long has it been? Uh, last year I was starting to look at, uh, I was looking at state legislature, I was looking at school board, and it just made sense with my involvement in the community of different issues of housing, child care, uh, chaplain. It made sense. I love Sioux Falls. I've been involved with business leaders in Sioux Falls, individuals, faith community. It just made sense to focus local and serve in that way. What did your kids say when you said you're going to run for city council? <laughs> well, right now they're complaining about seeing me on billboards all over the city, <laughs> all over the city. So I said only a couple weeks left of that. All right. Rich McCorris for city at large. The city council itself is, like you say, we got a new city building now. 
uh, more construction, I guess, you know, for the city? Do you think we can kind of hold off on spending any more building money right now? I think all of the public investment right now has to be infrastructure for housing. Mm-hmm. I don't see a need right now for another government facility. Uh, we've got the event center, et cetera. I think we've got to focus on infrastructure for housing or renewal in our core neighborhoods. Which way do you think the city's brewing most, uh, south, northwest, east? Uh, southeast, southwest. I mean, they're all northwest with Amazon coming there. It's mm, in all huge. directions, but it's going to be controlled by where there's water access and where infrastructure goes. So this water reclamation project is a big deal and how that happens and the budget of that and so forth. Well, we had, I think, a few restrictions last summer on lawn watering and, and that type of thing. But I've seen almost a dozen car washes go up. Uh, they use a lot of water, don't they? Yeah, it's been amazing. I, I don't know how many there are in, in the community, but there's, there's more coming. a lot. Yeah. There's more coming. Well, Rich McCorse, when you hear that name, what do you want people to think? I want people to think committed community leader. I'm ingrained in this city. I love the city of Sioux Falls and would love the opportunity to serve on, on city council. And, uh, Rich, uh, do you think we need to have more counselors than, than the ones we got? Uh, do you think we need to expand city government at all? I really like the uh, eight eight council seat at the moment. Obviously, I do think we need to look at just different things of tinkering some things. Uh, you can't build a government at 100000 and expect it to operate the same way at 200000 or 250000 So we have to be open to some changes of how we uh, better use government, have government set up for a bigger city. And we're definitely a bigger city than we were when it was first established. How can people get a hold of you? Rich McCorris. Go to McCorrisforCouncil.com or Facebook, Rich McCorris, Twitter, Instagram. Rich McCorris, a candidate for at-large. I want to thank you very much for being with us on Forum. Thanks, John.